0: Discover connection, awaken sacredness,
1: become empowered, join us for our show on Log Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live, show number 27. where your hosts, Dave, Jason,
1: and Violette.
0: Our guest today is Cindy Stewart. Cindy Stewart, Ph.D., FNLP, which means Functional Nutrition Lifestyle Practitioner, created a mystics approach that gets to the root cause of unresolved health issues for well-being through focusing on the physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. Cindy's healing journey involved a transformative experience as she struggled with multiple health issues such as Hashimoto's, Meniere's disease, interstitial cystitis, MTHFR, leaky gut, candida, mold, hypoglycemia, and uncontrollable sugar cravings. She ultimately regained her health with the techniques she created and uses with her clients. This process is called nutritional alchemy which involves a multidimensional approach of energy intelligence with food as pharmacy, energy technologies, muscle testing, and the Akashic Records for insight on why we are stuck or don't heal. Cindy holds writing and journaling workshops on transformational soulful practices and training classes on the Akashic Light Grid healing and is the creator of Soul Origins, Origins Assessment and Program. Welcome Cindy. Thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I am so glad that you
3: read that introduction. <laughs> I was thinking that too. There was too, a slew like, of terms Ooh. in there I would have just <laughs> absolutely butchered. I, 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 I would have had to
0: have you read your intro, Cindy. There.
2: I was impressed how well you did through some of those words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have Hashimoto's. Okay. I know what Meniere's is. So.
3: Which is impressive. <laughs> No, not that you have it, that you know what it is.
0: is but but M T H F R brought to mind other
3: expressions. Oh, I know. <laughs> I it thought, does that. What what is that? <laughs> well, let's start there.
1: <laughs> what are all these things? Like I've never right. heard of a lot of these. So share with right. us a little bit.
2: Yes, and that piece on my kind of journey, the transformational experience, for me really when I look back has been due to my health. For a lot of people it has sparked it, but it's been from a young age. And I'll even go back to, because I think people feel at ease when I share that I was someone who started getting anxiety and panic attacks when I was five years old, and that continued for a big part of my life until I really embraced the spiritual journey that it's so much more than just what was showing up and really understanding energy and how we're always tapped into other people's energies and how many times we're feeling anxiety, but it's just because we're an empath or we're real sensitive or whatever is going on. But how do you explain you know How do you know that at a five-year-old? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so since I was on... I did the traditional path originally where they put you on the medication and they give you two or three different ones. And when you still don't feel better, they increase it. And finally, you know, when you're old enough, you're like, um, so this is really not working and this is going the wrong way. (laughs) Every time I come back, they want to increase my dose. I'm like, I was looking to decrease it and kind of get back to really in touch with what's wrong with me. So, and I share that because so many people struggle with major, major anxiety and panic attacks, and especially um, in society nowadays. And not only is it just that piece that, when do we start thinking like, wow, who's, is this really me that's feeling this way or picking up on other stuff? Or what was the last thousand thoughts I just had in my mind that maybe led it? Or what else maybe physiology is going on in the body that's leading to it? And, and I found it was all those pieces. So actually getting to the MTHFR, which is pretty complicated in a sense, but has to do with our overall detoxification systems and there's um, a lot of training around it and I got into it because they test there's some of the doctors are starting to test for it now it's more in the holistic realm uh, but if you share with your doctor they're more aware of it now and it's a pretty affordable test but there's different kind of pathways that our body goes and if some of them are blocked genetically you don't you have this predisposition to be able to detox your body not detox your body well and then for some people it could lead to health issues which happened for me and for some people just anxiety and depression even on the mental side so when you start on covering all the stuff and seeing the picture it all starts to make sense but it's that's you know I have to kind of take the thousand foot view and kind of look at everything because I find like you take care of some of the physiology and then there's an emotional piece behind it and you got to clear that and then there's the spiritual path and you kind of got to go there so I constantly felt like It was like layer on layer, you know, remove something, something new comes up, Um, but actually all these health things are interconnected. (laughs) There's a lot of them.
0: I I had a client the other day, and uh, she's lived her life, the past 30 years, she is allergic to everything, and she lives on chicken, baby food, chicken, uh, and uh, organic applesauce, and she has one one other food, and those are only wow. three foods she can tolerate. And she said, uh, "They're trying to get more fat into her." And she said, "I can't find any fats that I don't have a severe reaction to." And uh, so wow. it's amazing how far down the road some people go on these sensitivities.
2: Yes, yes, and it's that piece determining too between allergen sensitivity. Uh, I just know for me, a lot of times it's not always translated well. They say it's an allergy, but it's really sensitivity. So that's a big piece because allergy would be like, need that B-Pen, got to get to the emergency runway. So it's a big difference. Yeah. Um, but what's tricky with like the f- getting just a little bit off technically on the food test for sensitivities, which we spent quite a bit of training and I've heard a lot of doctors speak on this, that <coughs> if you eat some of the similar foods pretty regularly right before you get the food testing, that may show up as a sensitivity um, so it could be a little bit misleading. That's what I really like on the food of adding in the piece of the kinesiology um, and getting to uh, that piece. But behind the sensitivities, that's a, a lot of stuff that's going on. Autoimmune's a big piece behind the sensitivities. These detoxification pieces that actually has to process through the liver. Everything has to process through the liver. So a lot of liver clearing. And then you have all the gut stuff that's very conflicting. So you could look on the Internet for gut stuff, and like there'll be, say, millions of articles, but say you pick the first five, they could be a little bit conflicting against each other, right? So it's Mm -hmm. confusing, like which diet am I supposed to go on? So there's a leaky gut, there's the mold, there's the candida, there's the bacteria. Um, So I really feel like I'm like the overseer, I tell people kind of their cure plan, because they're going to multiple doctors, practitioners, chiropractors, whatever, and I'm trying to help them pull it all together.
3: So can we just come straight to you? Yes. Okay. We'll just do that. <laughs>
1: Sounds a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So how do people get oh, No, that's really right?
1: <laughs> So is there emotional mental stuff attached to a lot of this stuff that's really unfolding because I mean, when you look around, I don't I don't know, but I've been really fascinated with the fact on how much depression is part of most people's Mm -hmm. lives today and i don't know that it's always been that way it just feels like it's pretty heavy especially with kids and teenagers too you're seeing a lot more suicides and depression and all that and they're wondering if it's just the i don't know the emotional mental Mm -hmm. all that sensitivity and do, do our foods play a part of that
2: Yeah, I think you're hitting it spot on. Uh, You think about just how much even our diet has changed when we grew up from our parents, right? We used to eat home cooked meals and we would get some nutrients in it. The soil has changed over years because we've over farmed. So it doesn't have the nutrients as much. That's that whole big push I feel for organic. It's the best we can get. But most people are kind of eating on the run, eating fast food, eating when they can. People especially think about kids, they're parents are working or not, they're in school day, they're doing five or six sports a week, and they're probably picking up food on the run, and they're they're not getting that nutrition. And I just find the younger generation, which is great for them, they're coming in much more self-aware and open, right? Just even, like, the whole diversity, respect kind of thing is so much different now with the different gender identities than we were ever brought up. And I feel like they're much more sensitive, which makes them much more sensitive <laughs> to things. Um, and then we have going into... You know we're going into the dimension and we're going into 5g for our electronics like all that impact of the emfs on us and the screen time so i definitely see all of that i um i don't necessarily specialize in working with teens but i have some clients i work with and then they'll send them to me and we'll talk about it and it's really challenging things challenging for us to clean up their diet it's even harder if for them, with all their friends just stopping off at McDonald's, they're on their go. They're on the go. They're not going to want to bring their food to lunch. They, you know, pack of food um, for a brown bag for lunch. Yeah, it's a lot more harder, and they just have a lot more of these um, emotions. I find them a lot more sensitive than, and maybe I mean we probably were too, but <laughs> maybe we didn't talk about it.
3: <laughs> well, taking that to the next phase, because you're, you, I mean, clearly that's all tied together. Mm-hmm. When when you look into the generational piece right so there's there's a whole like you said a whole other layer with that so so. how often do you find that that it's genetic or generational or you know that it's Mm -hmm. past lives or, or what does that look like
2: yeah great question so on the actual genetic piece sometimes when they're younger they haven't done the true genetic testing like the common ones the 23 me but I think we all know we're seeing that these emotions are being carried from generation after generation right so well, they're just coming in with all that more stuff around there, and we're much more, especially if we work in this work, right? We're much more open. There's a lot more out there that we're aware of. Um, but just yeah. overall, I just, the overall stress, wellness, the amount of things just going on on their plate, I think it's a whole combination. I think how we feel when we're stressed, it's like I just know my digestion doesn't work that great, and then I start getting, for me, like many people, I don't feel it in my stomach. I don't get the stomach symptoms. I'll get, like, sinus or I'll get headache. That's usually when I feel like if I get into tor- corn tortillas, which, you know, it's hard to have one or two, right? <laughs>
1: you get too
2: many of those. Like, those are an all or nothing for me. Uh, if I get too many of those, I tend to get this, like, kind of uh, pain in my sinuses. And I'm like, oh, I had too many corn tortillas, uh, that's where I get the pain. So it's like really learning on at the root of it is paying attention to your body and learning like those pieces that kind of back to even when we started with the food piece and like your client, Dave, that has so many insensitivities and maybe allergies too. It's um, really being in tune with your body and getting used to, and I even teach... My clients just had on some, you may do that, right? Just like hold the food like, against your body a little bit and see how it feels for you. Like if you're like, oh, like don't eat it. <laughs> um, but if it's like, okay, I could just, I could digest that now. That's good. And and it could change days, weeks, because you've all this other stuff going on in your environment that can make it change. I also carry, I don't have it with me, a little laser that does at least help clear some of the food vibration around it. That's, especially when I eat out, that helps mm-hmm. with that too. So we all carried one of those that could be helpful as well right we do our best to know a lot of us send positive intentions or maybe bless it but this actual laser is raising the vibration so the best we can do um around that is great too
1: well tom my husband believes that women as they get older have these major shifts in what they eat because he said his mother he's watched his both of his wives Mm -hmm. like i would prefer to have a salad for dinner over everything You know, Mm -hmm. I would rather have that than a heavy steak or a heavy meal. I really like salad with a little bit of protein for dinner. I I enjoy that. I just don't have time to make it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the challenge all of us have. But he'll say, well, what about this? And pasta, I'm seeing myself go, I really don't want pasta. I really don't Mm -hmm. want that heavy stuff. I really want salad and greens and veggies and a little bit of protein and he still wants the steak. He would eat steak and potatoes (laughs) every night. (laughs) Every night. You give him a good steak and potato. I will
3: swap with you any day. (laughs) I've had Tom's steaks. They are worth driving over there
1: for. He loves kicking them for people. But Uh, do you find that women uh, and mm -hmm. men are different Mm -hmm. in their nutrition and there's a shift as they get older that I mean, I know. I mean, I'll sit, I, I understand not having time. And so you look at all the restaurants you're going to pass right. on your way, <laughs> right. and there's really nothing you can drive through to get anything that's healthy, right? It's yeah. yeah. And food, you eat it because you need, because you're hungry and right. you got to have something. Yes. And then 30 minutes later, you're like, oh, why? Right. I think I would have rather been hungry. Rock you know? It's, it's just like, terrible.
3: I have a brick now
2: right. in my stomach. That's awesome. Right. Thank takes, you. Eight McDonald's. hours to digest and it's eight o'clock and you gotta go to bed. So. It's just
1: horrible. Tom laughs at me because I'll get home like really late and he's like, What mm. would you like? And I go, Just a little watermelon. And he goes, mm. Watermelon? <laughs> I go, That's really all I want. Just a little something refreshing. Mm. Not super feeling and just go to bed. I don't want it. Tom, just
3: do what she tells
1: you.
3: (laughs) That's about you get it out. You cut a couple of slices. (laughs) Dinner is done.
1: That's easy. Go for it. It's like, that's all I want. He's like, okay. I'm just noticing major shifts for me Mm -hmm. and food and what I really, really want. Does that mean that's that's what I eat all the time? No, Mm -hmm. but that's really what I want and my body wants. Like, I'm noticing. Yes. That's what it's most happy with. And if I try other things, it's like, oof. Yeah. I wish I hadn't done that. Right.
2: Well, first of all, it's great that you're noticing because sometimes for some people, that's a big piece of it. It's just getting connected to that because we're so accustomed to... What do I crave, right, as opposed to, because that's kind of how we're taught how to eat. Like, I know you love my pot pie, or I know you love my donuts, or so we're kind of taught that, like, love is through food. But, you know, choose self-love to me is through feeding it what it wants so that's great that you're doing it but then it's like you just mentioned all the other challenges that come up against it and so I would say a couple things to what you said I I definitely do see like we go through phases men and women they're differently but it's like we kind of the way like we're up leveling too when we do this work so I definitely see a lot more people that are once they're getting more in touch with these other sides like the food is more for energy um, and fulfillment on a different level as opposed to fulfillment because I'm wiped out or I'm disappointed or frustrated right? that kind of fulfillment changes so mm-hmm. it's like a salad is more about that kind of high vibrational energy versus maybe you know stopping at a McDonald's and having a burger late that's more like oh I'm, I'm wiped out from frustrations or other stuff so getting in tune with that women it depends i i would say seeing like kind of how their shift changes but i definitely find in this work i call this like an, and it's an up leveling that kind of happens as you get more and more spiritual it's like your physical body wants to like go along with that path so i would think that's definitely great you can go with that and it's interesting about so many people talk to me about this scenario of the family dynamics around food and how that changes this one person wants to change something different and the others don't Mm-hmm. That's a big piece, right? Because we find again food and love, and we have this connection around the table we always did. And um, so, if one's like, and even one wants to say I'm the vegan outside of the group, like all these dynamics start changing. And one's like, I don't want to drink alcohol anymore. All that stuff starts to come up. I just think it's a great, it's a really good place to have a good family discussion, as we've had. I've had definitely my journey, and I had to just say this, I know you guys like this food, but this is not working for me due to all the things that Dave pronounced so well. <laughs> I couldn't do that anymore, and then over time, people started like, well, what are you making, and or what are you buying, and they started. So now my husband mostly eats like me, which is great. My daughters are 22. They're not totally interested, but they like the way I make vegetables, so that's good.
1: <laughs> well, I love on your Facebook page, because you'll find cool stuff at the grocery store, right? and you post out there, <laughs> Right, yes. this is really <laughs> good. And I love that you're sharing with your audience, mm-hmm. your tribe, hey, I found this really cool thing at the store, right. try it, it's really good, because there's a lot of stuff out there that talks there about low-fat, low-sugar, whatever whatever that is, and it's not when you really look at the ingredients. There's a lot exactly. more going on in it. And, right. you know, I've been one of those that have watched the, the videos, the movies on sugar and The addiction to it Mm -hmm. and how we've started putting sugar in everything and how we've increased our sugar intake because everything has sugar in it Mm -hmm. and some level to sweeten it because it didn't have any taste to it, which I think is really sad (laughs) that we're doing that. And that's a battle if you're trying to cut out the sugar because it's in almost everything. Yes. You, touch her you
0: look also at. expect to see a box like frosted kale flakes. <laughs> <laughs> you would have wow. to frost it. <laughs> yes.
3: Oh, I I love the kale!
1: Oh, that, it's
3: a love hate relationship idea. with good kale. There's, there's,
2: I absolutely, love that it.
3: is one of those foods that that, that it, that's a bipartisan food. You either really that's like true. it or you don't. You're right about that. Yeah, it, have
2: you had baked kale chips?
3: There's there's nothing about kale and I <laughs> that
2: do well unless it
3: is buried in something else. <laughs> like sugar. <laughs> I like sugar.
1: Frosted kale. I like you, though. Really good kale. Like, I've seen it yeah. with a little bit of Parmesan or different right. stuff on it. It's Yummy. really good. And,
0: yeah, a lot of cheese. <laughs> right. Buried under something
1: else. That's exactly what we're talking about.
3: Elbow macaroni. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Elbow macaroni. Ground up and dusted on things. Oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> These
2: guys are terrible. <laughs> just terrible. And kale's just one food. There's many other green stuff.
3: Well, that's part of the struggle, is that a lot of the stuff that is good for you doesn't taste good. right? Beets, I can't do it. I know how good they are for me. Mm -hmm. I really do, but I I literally can't handle the taste of them. Mm -hmm. And maybe that changes someday, but I'll be honest with you, I doubt it. (laughs) There might
2: just be some vegetables for everyone that just don't really, mm. But I still feel... uh, we caught some like one of my friends said to me she's like these aren't your mother's vegetables or your grandmother's vegetables like we don't just like boil things anymore like now we're bringing back how do you how do you have flavor and if you have um i have some friends that are born in other countries in europe they put so much time and attention to the ingredients and they make their vegetables taste so good so we're starting to get a little bit better actually just posted on facebook they have a a new kind of focused degree called culinary medicine and its doctors are going to culinary school and learning how to combine all that because we, we do, we need taste. As you said, Violet, we went to Sugar and salt and table salt, which is totally different. I'll just put a plug in for table salt from like pink Himalayan salt or sea salt that has minerals. If you could do one thing for yourself, no more table salt ever, and just buy get the it with you, at least you get your minerals through the pink Himalayan salt I really like the best, or sea salt. That's a, a simple, easy one. And I salt, I never use salt because it was all, we were like, bad, ah, you're going to have high blood pressure. But now I know it has all these minerals and we're depleted in minerals, and that causes a lot of our health problems and our cravings. Now I use salt in everything, and I love it, and my blood pressure is good. And,
0: well, that, that was one of those, you know, medicine You know, keeps going back and forth on your pendulum, and, and salt was for a while, no salt, and then they came back and the said... The table salt. Well, they said any salt is bad back for then, you. Back then, you're
2: right, you're right initially.
0: And, and then they came out and they said, salt is only bad for people who have a sensitivity to salt. Yeah, true. You know, which is a small percentage of people, and... Uh, true you know, so all the people did the salt-free Atkins, you know, products and and all that. It's like, well, okay, so fib two again. Another one is eggs are bad for you because you get cholesterol. And then, well, the cholesterol in the yolk is so bound up and most of mm-hmm. the cholesterol in your body is manufactured by your body. It's mm-hmm. not dietary. So, right. oops, now we're going back to this one. Right. And, and just <laughs> Yes. The, the pendulum keeps swinging, but I, I still look at the, the comments on the food pyramid, and I agree with that one where, mm-hmm. you know, when they, when they change the food pyramid, and they said the base is grains, mm-hmm. and, and you look at that and you yeah. just say, mm, you know, they're uh, we're, we're going to the feedlot for people. <laughs> you know, right. they're going to fatten us up. Right. And, uh, you know, so the grains and carbs were, you know, the, the major base of that food pyramid. And it's like, oh, this is a disaster.
2: Yes. Yeah. I can't even believe we were convinced for so long. I don't know if you've heard, and it just, I won't get off on the political thing, but uh, there's a lot, of course, no surprise, involved in our food supply and our medications and all that. But there was a study that was paid for right before the whole fat free movement, or I probably heard about mm-hmm. doctors to, make, to do research, and they were like, do we go fat-free or sugar-free and they decided to go with they pay them to write that this is the healthiest diet and to go fat-free and that's when that all that went kind of berserk and crazy so now that functional medicine functional attrition is really getting strong and I heard Dr. Mark Hyman he kind of leads the he does lead the institute and he's leading this movement but now so much more individuals doctors practitioners are getting educated on this piece that you're talking about
0: yeah well one of the things that uh, is remarkable to me is yeah, you know, when I read some of the early books, uh, like on, I think it's on Barry Sears and the Zone Diet, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, there, there's three basic groups, and you have to kind of figure out what your sensitivity to the ratio is. Mm-hmm. But he said, here's a real basic question. You know, so the, what are the three food groups? You know, we have fats, we have protein, and we have sugar. And he said, if you had to, if you had to pick one to live on, because you're on a desert island, which one mm-hmm. would you pick? And he said, it's fat. Mm-hmm. And he said, think about this. Uh, and this really surprised me so when's the last time you ever saw an orange tree in Alaska okay so why don't why don't you know the natives up there yeah. have all these you know, vitamin deficiency things it's because they eat raw blubber and raw blubber has all the vitamins when you cook the fish you lose them and they said if you ever are on a deserted you know desert island and you're eating fish you got to eat it raw if you cook that fish on the beach you're going to end up with vitamin deficiencies. Mm-hmm. So, the the fat soluble vi- vitamins they they break down in in heat. Yeah. So you know here we have the you know all the Alaskans the the Eskimos you know and all surviving eating blubber and you know they're
1: right. They're no doing fine disease. with it. No heart
0: disease. No heart disease. Yeah, they
1: tested it. I don't think I can eat raw
0: fish <laughs> or blubber. I'm just
1: putting it out
3: there. <laughs> but you'll put kale in your mouth. kale! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I don't know that can do sushi here. Could I you wish. eat
3: blubber buried in something else? No, she she could have sushi rolls with kale. With sushi, yeah, yeah, kale with kale instead of, of kale. seaweed. That yeah. sounds good.
1: Sleepy <laughs> so goes, I'll take I'll some of that.
3: that.
2: <laughs> I love seaweed. Now, you know, come some flat sheets. You yes. can. Oh, you like those? I agree.
3: Oh, Awesome. That's not kale, though.
2: <laughs> that's some no. these other it's, green things? Okay, a, that's
3: perfect. Well, there, there are some green things. Yeah. But that, that's the, the challenge, right, is, is what, what can everybody agree on? Mm-hmm. Right, like you said, the challenge mm-hmm. within the house yeah. is if you're going to switch over and we're going to do this, mm-hmm. you have to kind of have the commitment of the other people or you're doing yeah. it by yourself cuz when your beloved comes to you and says i'm going on a diet but it won't affect you that's a lie <laughs> that is it is not going to happen that way <laughs> like, it has already affected me and you haven't even started it yet. <laughs> so, so there's a you know there, there's that factor as well it sounds like you've got an approach that really com- gives people some balance Yes. And, and not and trying key. like the all in, change everything all at once. Yes. Let's take a look at what can Perfect. really help you and let's start there.
2: Yeah, you're hitting exactly on the head. I find, in, if you compare food to me, is like everything in life or right? other habit changes. I find very few people do good with the all or nothing kind of approach to many things in our life, right? And we land going back to the old way because we haven't really changed the behavior or it hasn't connected with us or whatever it may be. So I definitely do find, like I always say with people, like, what are you willing to do? And let's kind of narrow it down to the top kind of things that are really going to work well for you so you can feel a difference in the first two to three days. And let's make that, and I call it boundaries, like as opposed to can't do this or can't do that. It's your boundaries. It's kind of like when you, like, for instance, you said you ate kale. I mean, you probably, you don't have a problem telling anyone you, you hate kale, right? Like, there's no issue. <laughs> if someone tries to force on your Christmas party, you really don't care. You hate kale. <laughs> That's your boundaries. Right. So I feel that with other foods, I try to help people, you know, finding, like, your boundaries. So it's like if you know whatever it is, you're going to pick cheese or you're going to pick... Uh, gluten even gluten-free products whatever so when you go out you have your boundaries and it doesn't matter if everyone what everyone says is the best thing or the worst thing because everyone has their opinion on foods um, these are my boundaries I these are things that I'm noticing that make me feel better when I don't eat them and that's on but I'll eat all these other things so you don't have to feel like totally like you can't enjoy anything when you go out and we start with that and when you have those down then we start looking at others but I also test it on the body which is key because I find if you see how your body reacts when you do kinesiology, then you're like, okay, this really is a problem. So that's another good place to check. But even if without kinesiology, you just pull a food out for a few days, say it's cheese, you love cheese, you take it out three days and you add it back in, you're going to see the difference of how your body reacts, if it's okay or it's not. One of the things that people don't always connect is... um, Joints and muscles stuff are, are really arthritis or, or just even like I don't have arthritis, but I notice like my fingers get if I take foods out and then I add something and that's I'm kind of reactive to my fingers get bloated and stuff and my rings don't. Then it's not just from salt. So I notice like a joint is a joint stuff is a good place that a lot of people like oh, I didn't even make that connection to food. And it's like, OK, now now you see the impact of food on your body pretty quickly. So that's kind of an easy one to start with, like noticing some of the things in the body and, and what's different, but you can't notice it unless you pull it out for a few days. It's really
0: well, hard. What would you equate things like your your fingers getting larger, your hands swelling a little bit? Would you say that's the same as an inflammation response?
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right, and that's really overall all diseases is inflammation in, in the yeah. body. Yeah.
1: Well, I like um, willingness. What are you willing to do? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we're trying to. You know, Tom and I are looking at our weight and what can we do? And his brothers called him twice this week to tell him because he got to see him last week on how much weight he's gained and he needs to do this. And I said, I appreciate that people want to do that, but that's not how you encourage people. They have mm-hmm. to come to Great. that Conclusion themselves and yeah. be willing to set their boundaries yeah. and want to do it themselves. people beating people up about weight does not help the process. Yeah. all it does is make you feel bad, and I that's watch people or push do, back right, yeah. and I watch people do that to my mother, and she just ate more right, right? because right. that 's our that's our uh, reaction back to that is mm-hmm. to go eat more food. That's not how you no. do that. That person has to come to that. But, um, you know, I like finding where people's boundaries are and helping okay. them within those boundaries. I think that's the only way to do that. So.
0: Well, speaking mm-hmm. of boundaries, we're going to set a boundary here and take a little break. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back with uh, Cindy Stewart.
1: Hi, I'm Violet Rain, master teacher of the Akashic Records series of classes here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you've been interested in the Akashic Records, the Akashic Records are the life book or the etheric records of everything that we've ever thought, spoken, done, all of our contracts, relationships, since we left Source. It is a valuable resource of information that people are able to tap into to get clarity, to get guidance, just to find out why things are the way they are in their life, the Akashic really helps us do that. This is a great series of classes if you're already getting intuitive information, meaning you're either getting visuals or you're hearing things or you just know things or you feel things. This is a great class to step into to amplify the information that you're receiving from a higher level of source versus just your intuition. If you'd like to find out more about my series of classes for the Akashic Records, please check out on our website under classes and look for Akashic Record Certification. I hope to see you in class or I hope to see you at the center here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Have a great day and thanks for listening.
0: Well, we're back with Cindy Stewart, and we're talking about nutrition and how it affects your health in so many different areas. And we were talking previously about what happens when you uh, try to encourage somebody who has an obvious uh, weight issue and uh, why that doesn't work very well. So let's continue with that. Mm-hmm.
2: One of the things that I find when, which is definitely a hundred percent I say two hundred percent more effective if you want to really like you're seeing someone that's struggling with their health or maybe they've made some comments about their weight whatever they be I definitely like I find people overall are mov- more motivated on getting healthy using that word right or well being we use our well full mm-hmm. is my word um, as opposed to weight loss right because to me weight loss feels very temporary and you know people say you know like what you lose you'll find again right so you kind of got to be careful with your
1: words <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: we want to go with weight redistribution
2: Right. Exactly.
3: I just want it somewhere else. I don't want to lose it.
2: Exactly. Just relocate. Relocation program like that. That's really good. actually. Permanent relocation. Okay. There you go. Um, um but with the um yeah, with the perspective of focusing more and just wanting to feel healthy like get upright and feel better on every level physical emotional spiritual obviously the better we feel better we can connect more and continue more and have a higher vibration and do more in their lives so that's definitely more of an interest for most people i find than just i mean the weight's just so old like everyone's like so tired of it like do we need another weight loss book good grief no like (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there's so many different ways and i really do believe so a few things one is by introducing foods that taste good is really important i find because people will be more willing just pick on kale for a second to eat possibly them. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: right
2: and that's exactly what it is so like learning um even if it's just one like if you love broccoli whatever you love seaweed finding a recipe luckily everything's on the internet now just even one that you like your go-to like i really like cauliflower and broccoli so i make most of my Recipes with that, and it's so fun nowadays. In a sense, if you could kind of get in the zen moment with it, <laughs> if you have time on a Saturday or Sunday, maybe or a day that you're off, whatever day it is, to find a neat recipe. Like for instance, like one of my favorite recipes is using cauliflower as that macaroni and cheese supplement. I don't use cheese; I use nutritional yeast and cashew uh, butter, and I play around with it a little bit. Kind of feel like you know, get your little alchemist feeling going in the kitchen. Throw this and throw that in. <laughs> get your inner alchemy coming out, and all of a sudden it's like, well, this. I know it's not macaroni and cheese, but it tastes good. It tastes really good. I feel satisfied and I'm looking forward to eating again tomorrow. So I'm just starting with one plate, like bringing in foods that taste good that, that you'll connect with as opposed to what we call like crowding in uh, will help you feel more fulfilled with that. I think uh, that's a big piece and the other piece is, like this isn't an- basic health coaching nutrition school anyone once went to that you know one person's health food is another person's poison they call it so it's very individualized in, in getting to that kale piece. Poison. Yes. <laughs> regardless of it truly is poison or just a taste of poison or a thought of poison whatever that is so somebody some person's body may not do well say on kale and it is true some people don't do well on kale um and where someone made you very well on beets or whatever. So finding which foods really work for you in your body. And sometimes we overly crave the foods that aren't certainly healthy for us. <laughs> um, so we almost have what ends up happening to some people. If you take out some of those foods you crave, it's like you're getting this kind of like, it's almost like a cocaine hit. Like it gives you a hit of uh, the foods that, I'm sorry, I was getting to, like you, you could have a reaction in your body to the foods you crave. Missed that part, Sorry. Um, so if you're getting like say you have a reaction in your body to cheese it causes inflammation and every time you get it you kind of get like a hit like a histamine hit from the cheese so sometimes the people take it out they're like not they may feel better inflammation but they kind of feel off cuz they almost they're not getting that hit they were getting. Sugars real common with that. So sometimes it takes a few days to kind of work through that and then behind that, many times you might see, you know, some kind of nutrition deficiency that's really going to help get through. Magnesium's a great one. Just very basic, but it helps with some of those food cravings. There could be an adrenal issue in there. I have some other things that I recommend, chromium or ALA that really helps get past that food craving piece really well cuz it's a little bit of chewy are in a sense, literally a to it our bodies like getting a a hit from it Um, and and we just like the taste of it (laughs) and then overall once we get those foods out our taste buds do start to change we may never love certain foods some people may never love kale but over time just bringing introducing more of those foods that taste good our our taste buds do start to change sure we always going to like whatever your thing is donuts or muffins whatever but it, it just doesn't have like I had a for Halloween, I ate a peanut butter cup because we had some leftover and not that many kids came and it was really disappointing. I was like, this really doesn't taste the way it used to and I loved them years ago, but my taste buds have changed quite a bit and I just don't it just was like, wow, I can't believe how much I love them I still like peanut butter I still like chocolate those are still in my food groups I just didn't like the Reese's peanut butter cup version of it kind of like my own better now because oh, I've gotten used I'm to scared
3: it. to go down that road. Cause... <laughs> Well, and and that's part of it, right? It's interesting. Yeah, you bring up a good point. You're so attached to those things and there's a comfort to it. There is. But it really is about what you've said that in some ways it's, you know, it's okay in moderation, but then you get to that extreme, Mm -hmm, right? And the truth is somewhere in between those things for Mm -hmm. most people and what will actually work for them. So as for somebody that would be interested in what you do Mm -hmm. and your process, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's got lots of different directions and angles, but like, where do you start with somebody? What do you walk them through? What, what do they, when, when they start to work with you, what does that look
1: like?
2: Yes, thank you for asking that, because it's definitely very different for everyone, because everyone's entering in different places, right? So someone, if this is kind of a newer journey, and they really need the introduction to the food and inflammation and sensitivities and all that kind of stuff, are going to be starting there with them. And, of course, what their goals are or what they're willing to do, that's a big piece. But I do get a lot of people that have been to many practitioners, and I call it, like, just why are we not healing, or why do we have these ongoing unresolved health issues? So they, they're coming sometimes with... Just files of stuff from ten or different doctors and tests that they had, right? And they're still just like can't get it together. So I'm pulling it all together and I kind of call it like the oversee of their case in a sense. And then we I give them a few suggestions where we could start. So it's it's very interactive, meeting people or that whether they're comfortable starting. So some people absolutely were starting with the food. Some people we don't start with the food. They have all this other stuff going on. It could be bringing in supplementation. It could be I work with energy technology of a few different machines. So I'll just pick on Maneers for a sec. And because Dave did know how to say it and it is a unique disease out there because there's not a lot written out there and there's not a lot of help out there. And it is um, inflammation of the inner ear and it causes hearing loss and vertigo and very, from some people like myself, very horrible brain fog that you think you're getting Alzheimer's. And there's not a lot to do with inflammation like inside your brain, you know, and here, and we, you know, we they gave us this wonderful blood-brain barrier so we can't get things in there. But if things get in there, <laughs> they can't get out very easily. So if you're getting inflammation in your body, and they call it leaky gut, leaky brain. You have this connection. It's really much easier to get the inflammation down in your gut than in your brain. So I came up with for myself. It was the hardest one for me. My whole kind of approach to work through that, and some of it is food, some of supplementation. One of my, I train. I um, have um, a different kind of laser that is very light for the brain that I do in different. I, body tested on where it needs it on the brain to get the inflammation down pretty quickly so you can kind of start getting your life back. So if someone's coming in with that, we may not start with the food. We may start with the energy technology. So I always do an assessment first just on the phone to talk about people, where they're at, what they're willing, comfortable to do, and I share my approach and if that makes sense for them Uh, because it, it could look totally different for everyone. They might have heard about me from someone else and their plan may start totally different and what they're ready to do and after, um, if someone decides to move forward, there's um, a whole, not a whole bunch, but there's my online forums that they do, and I put together what I call the nutritional plan. So it's a combination of looking at everything that they're at. And like I said, then when we still meet, it's like, what are you comfortable starting with? These are what I recommend, but I need to know what you're comfortable because. If they could, wherever someone could start and have some success, you're going to feel better and want to move on to, to the next step. So especially people with extreme fatigue, I have to put them on the machines right away. If someone's adrenals are so burnt, I can't even muscle test them because they're like, you know, <laughs> their arm is yeah. up and it just drops. So I sometimes have to put on the machines for a half an hour first and just get some umph in them, and then we can go and test and see what happens
1: next how are you using the akashic because jason Mm and i love the akashic records how are you using that in the processes Mm -hmm. that you're doing because that fascinates me
2: yeah so someone starting with the akashic records they generally either are just not ready for the other stuff or they've maybe done a lot of stuff and they're looking more for like how do we pull it all together so i get into the akashic records myself because i took training in medical intuition and i was like i felt like it was so so and then when i opened the akashic records and asked I learned the Kasha Records uh, from my brother. And then I was like, I'm asking these questions and getting really good direct answers, as you guys know, in the Kasha Records, right? It's just amazing and abundant information. So that's been really helpful. And then I could see in the body where or why they're stuck. So some people, if they've, like I, from the consult, and if you've been through a lot and you're just like, I'm just not moving forward. I'm, I'm tired of this food. I have a hundred supplements. Like people show with bags of supplements. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, why don't we start in the Akashic records and get some insight and see if there's stuck energy or see if it's tied to anything else or anybody else. And let's just get some movement. So you could even maybe show up ready on a vibrational level to kind of do some work. And that's if that's what someone needs, and that's that's where we start, and then are we they see, ever stuck
1: we... from other lifetimes? Do you ever find that what the they're struggling piece. with here is yeah. from other lifetimes? I
2: definitely find the food hunger piece many times is and know, so for, much of us do starvation right
0: past lifetimes.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that and you know what's so interesting and it gets I mean it's not necessarily. Mind-blowing, but so much is tied to just relationships that are un- unfinished business relationships. Right? We're so we're just our human beings. We're so tied into other people's energy and relationships, and it's like we could just sum out if it's past life or current life. I mean, things show up in current life. We could just get some movement on that or put closure to that. Then it's like then you could get back to focusing on yourself. Like you're giving so much energy away to that situation. I always see, and I don't. As, I don't call myself a relationship expert, but that stuff just comes up a lot.
1: Would you find with food too, it's sometimes family connected because yes. if you're Italian or you're right. this or you're that, Huge. you're connected because that's how we all ate. Yep. Right? That's yes. how we come together and gather. So yes. it could be big. I could see that Very coming big. through lifetimes too. Absolutely.
0: I occasionally I, I get mm-hmm. lifetimes for people where uh, they were in a culture where your social status, especially if you're royalty, was determined yeah, by how large right, you were. Right. And so they they had these yeah. obese Polynesian you know men and women you know, and that was honoring their status mm-hmm. in that society. And yeah. So some of them bring that through.
2: Yeah absolutely right um i think that's a great example right between that and then i see if a lot of people were in like very strong religious settings where they couldn't eat this or they couldn't eat that yeah. and now they're able to eat it
1: you know <laughs> oh, so that over okay. mm-hmm. Ooh, now i can have it i'm yeah. not going to get in trouble and exactly. i love this or yeah. the addiction you know that's alcohol too that yeah. it comes through. because we love it so much we mm-hmm. get addicted to it it's too much it's about that balance
2: yeah i agree so that's the part just for my own journey I, you know I got into the Akashic records and then when I went in there and was giving insight and that's how I, great, it's okay to lead into the light grid, I'll just share briefly that I was in there and people, I see this stuff and they're like well is there anything you can do about it and I remember initially and I was and I was trained in Reiki and I was like well I'm sure there's something I could do about it, I'm not exactly sure and I asked the Akashic masters and they started showing me these different symbols and stuff and and I was very honest with the first people I tried it with, I was like this is what I'm getting, let's give it a try, and you tell me if this works. And they're like, yeah, I felt something, that feels good. So just kept asking more questions in the records about it and eventually built on that. So I had a mechanism, or modality, something to do when I was in the records when I saw this stuff, as opposed to give information, because it's such an abundance of information, but it also could be overwhelming, information overload, and you see the stuck energy, right? How do we get rid of it? Until we lighten it up. So no, I was wondering you if you've it. seen a
0: symbol where you see French fries and it has a red circle with a slash uh, across it. Yeah,
2: with kale wrapped around it.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm having a little trouble interpreting that symbol. Could you guys give me more information? That sounds like last for me to me. I am sure that I was choked to death with kale and
1: beets in a past
3: life. I mean, just sitting here, that's what I'm getting. You're beat the death of
1: Carol Plans.
3: (laughs) That's it. Dave, you are so good at your job. If you need a clearing, Dave is available sometime in March. <laughs> yeah, because
0: there's we <laughs> those, those people in saunas who are beating themselves with kale plants, <laughs> <laughs>
3: flogged with vegetables. I hate. This is the only way I can get these nutrients.
0: This is it. Hot and sweaty and beat with kale. <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, Oh, y'all are bad. You're bad. Well I just I know I know when we step onto our spiritual path and our journey that everything is affected, including food and nutrition. And that's really why I wanted Cindy to come on and talk about that because we get really sensitive not only to energies and lights and crowds, but food. Food becomes really important as we start and and When we can get our food, the clearer we are, the easier it is to connect, the the better we feel. It brings all that back to play, so it's really, really important. So um, I really wanted to be able to talk to you, because anybody that comes in and says they're having problems with food, I go, Cindy Stewart, (laughs) call her, (laughs) find her. Um, I think it's really, really important. For people to kind of connect in. So, um, how do people find you? How can we mm-hmm. connect in with you and what you do and what you have? Mm-hmm. What's the easiest way? Mm-hmm.
2: My company's Root Cause Help Solutions, and that's my website. Health solutions. So that's an easy way, and you could either just go in and sign up to get on my newsletter or go in and look at all the other stuff. I do, of course, offer free consults. And actually, I won't even start working with someone unless we have a free consult because it's just really important for us to understand what someone's looking to achieve, their goals, and that keep going back to that willingness what they're willing to do because that has to align and if they're not ready that's totally okay we keep in touch we have a good conversation and then at some point that could change and then we get back together so that's a big piece if you don't want to do the website on facebook i'm cindy c-y-n-d-i-p stewart p is in paul and then stewart is s-t-e-w-a-r-t um, as violet mentioned i post a lot of stuff just on my regular facebook page around food ideas and getting so much better and easier with accessibility to healthy foods to travel with you and have snacks with you now. So I like to always share when I find um, some new neat stuff and I taste them first. So I don't share anything that um, I don't, not that everyone would agree with me because I've had kale in it, but (laughs) (laughs) say for the kale lovers, I found this great one. Uh, And then my Facebook group group is called root cause recipes, writing and transformational practices. And that's where I post all my recipes. I'm not at all a, a, a chef by any means. So I keep everything to the least amount. I only post things if they're easy to make and have like five to seven ingredients. So that's what a lot of people like too. I'm I'm very simple, uh, but to make it taste good, it may take an hour to cook it after you make it, but I like simple, quick, and something that you could have for a few days, maybe freeze it if it's a soup or something. And I mostly post, I find like people are pretty comfortable making a piece of chicken or fish or something like, I think the things that are harder to make are vegetables, how to make them taste good. So I mostly, post that so i call it like a paleo vegan i'm not a vegan i do follow primarily a more paleo lifestyle Um, but vegetables are the most difficult i find so i post those the most and then i post desserts because everyone loves desserts and there's a lot of neat ways you can make them healthy without all the sugar and and all the um, ingredients that we can't pronounce that we probably should not be ingesting so how to have that and then the things i make then like you could have them for breakfast or for snack or any time during the day because they're they're interchangeable healthy foods with the healthy fats in it and almond flour or cassava flour, so interchangeable.
1: I love that. And you're planning on teaching a class in February, so...
2: Yes, here at Discover, February 15th on a Saturday from 10. And that one's really going to get to, like, you know, that piece that I go, like, why people don't heal. So we'll talk a little bit introduction about, like, the main things that I see, why people get stuck in their healing journey. And then everyone will get, like, a quick uh, muscle testing for their priority of what they need to work on. And when I do muscle testing, I'm looking at not only priority, but looking at is it physiology, nutritional... Um, emotional or spiritual so they'll get that priority so I think that would be
1: awesome yeah. awesome and we were talking a little bit about possibly having Cindy come back and teach to our Akashic students Jason and I mm-hmm. her Akashic light grid which I think they would love to learn another aspect of so anyone wonderful. that's taken an Akashic class from Jason and I mm-hmm. would have the basics of how to connect into their records could then access a little bit more information in a different way. So I love that. I think that would be awesome. Yes, so,
2: that'll be great.
1: Very cool. Well, yes. thanks so much for coming today. This Thank has you. been
2: awesome. Yes, enjoyed it. Enjoyed talking yeah, to you. I'm fine with
0: this as long as nothing includes lima beans.
2: <laughs> okay, so you're lima beans. <laughs> uh, you're a kale and beans.
0: <laughs> I would agree with beets. I, okay. So many times as a kid, you know, growing up in the early 60s, mm-hmm. Parents, and kids' things, they'd have beets out. And right. every time I saw them, I thought, oh, this is great. <laughs> Spiced apple rings, you know, those nice red right. ones.
3: Well, wait a <laughs> second. There's
0: not a hole in the middle. This, they're conning us. <laughs> These are beets. These are beets. Get them out of
3: here. It's like liver. Why am I eating something that processes other things? <laughs> right. That can't be good for you. And then and, and, and then I love yeah. seafood, so I love the crustaceans, right? But I won't eat catfish. It's a bottom feeder. Oh, that is a bottom feeder. Yeah. It's, it's basically a swimming point. liver <laughs> but so are crabs and lobsters mm-hmm. and and they actually taste good <laughs> It's very confusing is, is it okay if they're brined in salt water <laughs> perfect. nothing's gonna make it better for a beet not salt water, not sugar nothing but. So, you guys
2: may laugh I actually made a, a beet burger i'm so. sorry. <laughs> on, purpose? Uh, yes, on purpose yes yeah no, that's yes. what you do
0: after you try it you beat it
2: i cut it in the shape like a bead and um and then put it on the grill with some seasoning and it actually it was quite yummy okay Yes. It's if, the it, seasoning.
3: I would be willing to try it mm-hmm. multiple ways. <laughs>
1: in a
3: very small
0: bite. Yes. Very small you bite. We want to have a Saturday tasting party here for mm-hmm. these alternatives. Yeah, that's <laughs> fun. I think And then that we come in and say, kale!
1: I think that's a great idea. Because people are afraid. They would want to they could try it and find that. They liked it, then they're more apt to go. Okay, I, I would eat that. That's pretty yeah. cool. That, that's a, a possibility.
0: Open. Right, yeah. right. More yeah.
1: open minded. to yeah. what's out Yeah, you're right. There
2: is a lot of fear around food. It's, it's interesting, and, and fear of like honey. You mentioned earlier, Jason, is like I don't know if I want to go down that path where I don't like those foods. I mean, that it is. It's a lot. There's so much tied to so much, maybe of our childhood or warmth or, or whatever, we're dealing with difficult times. And but the other piece around fear is people are scared to buy all these ingredients and have to throw it out. So. Um, that's why I used like, to start small so you don't feel like, because you may make things that don't taste good and you do have to throw them out mm-hmm. so I was like, start with small batches yeah,
3: yeah. I love that oh. that was a bounty of wonderful information
0: thank, yeah. thank, you. Thank, you. thank you, it was really great
2: thank you for having you. me
0: well everybody, thank you for listening today we're going to wrap this up our next guest is Jude Starks and please stay tuned, we're going to have several of our practitioners talking about what they do here at the store And you may want to connect to them. Have a great week.
4: This is Janice Dow, and I want to help you live a life of ease, joy, and grace. I help people who want more happiness, may be feeling stuck or burdened, may want more energy, or want to take control of the mental chatter in their mind. Our body-mind is very powerful, and if we understand how it works, we can bring about positive change in our lives. Change is constant, and you may be swept up and feel powerless, but I can show you a different way of being. You can direct the change via intention, where you become empowered through evolution and transformation. You can learn to be powerful and energetic. We truly live in an age where self-directed transformation and evolution is possible. In 2013, I lost my job. And when working with a career coach, I was told that I was unconsciously giving my daughter all of my vital energy. And once I understood the need for boundaries, I began learning about subtle energy as I restructured my approach to my relationship with my daughter, and moving forward in my energy work. And luckily, I'm able to apply what I have learned to self-care. I can do the same for you. My unique approach combines brain and body-mind sciences with the unseen world of subtle energy. These modalities are the secret sauce that help you to move with more grace and ease. Each session is tailored to your needs. You can be happier today. You can be in the flow of the universe. You can quiet the chatter in your mind. You can do it, and we'll have fun. I'm at Discover Your Spiritual Gift Center on Tuesdays.
1: Uh, Hi, I'm Nikki Milton. I am the center manager and marketing manager here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. I'm here two days a week on Mondays and Fridays marketing this beautiful center and um, making sure that the center is up to standard for all the lovely guests who will hopefully come and visit us soon. I also own a content marketing agency, so I'm a teacher here in the space because I have a real passion for helping the spiritual business owners in this community learn how to brand and market their businesses. So I run a business class series, every year on branding and marketing and social media classes as well as a full strategy workshop towards the end of the year to help you get your business in line for for the upcoming year and that is what I do here at discover your spiritual gifts.
0: Hi, this is Dave Barnett, better known as Dave the Mystic. I am a long-term aerospace engineer, but back in 1983, I had some events in my life that forced me to reconsider how reality works. I became involved in healing, channeling, meditation, and developing my psychic gifts. Over the years, I continued to work with these. And I had a wonderful opportunity in 2003 to take four years and really delve into all forms of healing. And along the way, other gifts showed up. I am now working at the center full time, and I'm happy to offer work with past lives with working with subconscious core beliefs. I do a lot of work with energy and entity clearing, and since I do this always long distance, I can do it all over the world. I also work with karma burning, and with soul retrieval, and soul splinter return. I'd be happy to work with you. Please feel free to give me a call here at the center, and we can set up an appointment. My direct phone number is 303 902 Five three two three. Thank you and have a great day. Discover connection, awaken
1: sacredness, come and power. Join us for our show on Bar Talk Radio.